A gift, also known as a present, is something that is given to somebody without any expectation of transaction, return, or payment. Often, in many cultures, a gift is concealed in a special box, maybe in wrapping paper or a bag. There are many occasions upon which somebody could give a gift. For example, a gift can be given as an expression of solidarity, alliance, charity, friendship, affection, gratitude, honor, or abundance, etc. It can also be a custom on occasions such as celebrations, coronations, birthdays, weddings, funerals, baby showers, graduations, and many holidays. Gifts may seem trivial at face value, but I can assure you they are anything but. The reason is that gifts is, in fact, a love language. What does that mean? It means that gifts is actually one way that all humans express their love to one another. It is perhaps the most misconstrued and poorly understood of all the love languages. Many people have a bad association with gifts. For example, they may see gifts as simply a way that people manipulate each other. They may think that someone who likes or wants gifts is materialistic and greedy. There's been lots of misinformation spread and also a lot of trauma experienced regarding gifts. For that reason, I must set the record straight. It's at this point that I have a confession to make. Today, I'm not just going to be talking to you as a teacher about gifts. I'm also going to be talking to you as somebody whose primary love language is gifts. Yes, you heard me right. Gifts has been my primary love language since I was born. Gifts are a visual symbol of love. When you look at a gift, what it says is that somebody cares enough to understand you, especially to know what you're wanting or needing or value. And then they care enough to seek out, secure, and deliver something as a representation of their love for you. No matter how extravagant a gift may be, gifts are not about extravagance. Gifts are about the meaning behind the gift. They're about sentimentality. For a person who speaks the love language of gifts, a gift is a constant visual reminder that they are loved. Each item reminds them of the person who gave them the item and the meaning behind the gifting of it. This is also the reason that when it comes to the love language of gifts, unfortunately, the meaning in a gift can convey the exact opposite of what you were intending. The reason that you have to be so incredibly thoughtful when it comes to speaking the love language of gifts or giving somebody a gift is because it can convey, I care so much about you and I love you. It can also convey the exact opposite. Love is very strong, but love also implies a vulnerability. If there is love present, you also have the power to wound someone, and I mean very, very deeply. When it comes to somebody who is speaking the love language of gifts, or just giving somebody who maybe that isn't their primary love language a gift, but you're giving them a gift nonetheless, the reason why it's so incredibly important to be careful is because, especially if somebody speaks this language, you can wound them with gifts. For example, getting them a totally thoughtless gift, or not getting them a gift on an anniversary or special occasion, or giving them a gift as an obligation, is actually acutely hurtful to them. Ready for a personal story? I will never forget the Christmas that my grandparents got me earrings, matching earrings, with a cousin of mine that I didn't really even get along with, Will. Now, <laughs> there's just one problem, actually two problems. The first being a matching gift for a girl with their cousin isn't a really good idea. Second problem, bigger problem, my ears weren't pierced at the time, nor did I have any plans to pierce them. 
For a gift love language person, instead of feeling loved that day, I unwrapped a gift that said, we don't actually know you or care to put in the effort to do so. We also don't care to spend any time or energy doing anything unique for any of our grandkids. We're simply performing an obligatory duty to send a Christmas present. You can harm somebody with gifts, even if gifts isn't their primary love language. It's really important to keep that in mind because enough trauma relative to gifts and you can cause a child or even an adult to stop speaking this love language altogether. Gifts may not be your love language. It may be a language that you struggle at. But it's pretty important to learn how to speak all of the love languages, including gifts, in case you come across somebody for whom this is their primary love language. For that reason, I'm going to help you today to figure out how to express your love through gifts and how to get someone the perfect gift. One, instead of bulldozing through your resistance to gifts in general, getting somebody a gift, you've got to deal with that resistance first. If you don't deal with the resistance first, not only are you setting up a terrible relationship with yourself, you're going to be trying to put your energy towards somebody getting a gift for them, and it's going to be like paddling upstream. That's going to be so unfun for you, it's going to demotivate you relative to gifts yet again. There are many reasons for you to be resistant to a gift. For example, you may feel resistant to giving a gift because you dislike the person that you're thinking of giving it to, or because you associate it with consumerism, or because you feel obligated, or because doing so makes you feel financially insecure. Whatever the reason is, you need to become aware of that reason and to start to work through and resolve that resistance so that whatever you decide to do or not do feels in alignment for you. When it is in alignment for you to give a gift, giving that gift feels good to do. Remember that it is better to not give someone something than to give someone something that you don't want to give. Now, if the reason that you might feel resistant to giving something is because you also have this issue with receiving, I have a video for you. That video is titled, How to Receive. I also want you to be on the lookout for the next video that I'm going to release, which is going to be called Giving, How to Give in a Relationship. Two, you can't find the perfect gift for somebody when you don't understand that person. In order to give somebody the perfect gift, you're going to have to put a lot of energy into researching them. Let me put it this way. If I wanted to figure out what present to get a gorilla, I would have to understand gorillas. Not just gorillas in general, that one. I would have to observe them. I would have to listen to them. I'd have to deeply understand their wants and needs. And guess what? It's way easier with a human because you can actually ask them questions. What you gotta do is to stop guessing and stop projecting yourself onto the other person in order to completely understand them. Obviously, if you're doing nothing but guesswork or you're projecting, it's gonna lead to you getting the wrong gift for someone. Because this idea of understanding being the road to showing love to somebody goes way beyond gifts, I want you to watch my video titled Stop Trying to Love Them and Start Trying to Understand Them. Make a list of all of the things that defines the person who you're trying to get a gift for. The things that you associate with them, the things that they like. And I want you to brainstorm items or presents or gifts you might be able to give them that align to every item on that list. Three, dedicate a place in your house to keep gifts for people throughout the year. 
The very best gifts are the ones that are randomly found. When you're walking around in your day-to-day life or perusing on the internet and all of a sudden you see something and think, oh my gosh, so-and-so would love that. Take it from somebody who's really skilled with presents like me that it takes a lot more skill to hunt for something last minute. That kind of thing puts pressure on you, decreases your enjoyment of gifts, and the holidays where gifts are given. It also puts you at risk for settling for something super mediocre. A gift can be given any time of year. In fact, those just because I love you and know you would love those gifts are often the very best gifts. However, if you're going to show people that you love them through a gift on a specific holiday or on holidays in general, it's a good idea to have a place in your house reserved where you can just, throughout the entire year, find something that's perfect for somebody because you happened upon it and get it and put it there so that when the holiday rolls around, you can present it and be like, oh my god, and the person freaks out. And guess what? You found it forever ago. Four, gifts don't have to cost money. Now, as a gift love language person, I can't tell you that when somebody spends a ton of money on a gift, it doesn't say something powerful. I mean, a lot of times that means you matter so much to me that I'm willing to put this on the line for you. That being said, an awesome gift does not have to cost anything. Sometimes gifts that cost nothing or next to nothing are the most amazing gifts you'll ever get. Remember that gifts are about a demonstration of care and love. They're about sentimentality, not extravagance. Even if a gift is extravagant, it is about someone caring about you so much that they want you to have the very best. This means, if money is an issue for you, get creative about the items you could give someone that don't cost money that say the same thing. Here's a super awesome tip. People have this tendency when it comes to the ways that they express love of fitting the things that people do into their love language. For example, let's say that somebody speaks the love language of gifts and you help them by cooking dinner for them. They're going to see that meal you made them as a gift, whereas a person who is a service-oriented person would see it as a service. The term gift can refer to any item or any act that makes a person happier. Here I have a personal story. So I have a friend who's completely in love with this one mountain. I mean obsessed is more like it. So one year, on his birthday, I hiked myself all the way up to that mountain where I collected rocks and dirt and pine cones from that mountain. It was his favorite gift he got all year. Cost? Basically nothing. Another example, except for one of my friends, I took 365 little cutouts of printer paper and wrote affirmative notes that would make her feel good about herself, one for every single day that year, rolled them up, tied them in ribbon, and put them into a little jar. Again, her favorite gift that whole year. Five, imagine you were putting on a pair of little rosy colored glasses that were gift glasses and walk through your day with this in mind. People who are in my life love it when I express love to them by giving them gifts. Let's call this gift glasses. What that means is that you're going to be looking around the world whenever you go anywhere through the lens of getting people presents. When you make this your habit, it's sort of like you're always on the hunt or the lookout for something. Gifts don't have to be a huge ordeal. Even if you're out shopping and you pass a bakery, popping in to get someone in your life a cupcake is a great way of expressing love through gifting to them. These little gift-giving moments say to the other person, you're always on my mind and I have something to prove it. 
Six, remember that not everyone's love language is gifts, but that doesn't mean you can't get them the perfect gift. And remember that not all gifts are items. For example, a person might receive love better through touch. So your gift to them could be some form of touch that makes them feel pleasure or makes them feel happiness or comfort. Maybe you can sit them down on the couch and give them a massage. A person may receive love better through quality time. That still means you can give them the gift of your time. You can give them the afternoon where it's just the two of you doing some activity. Never forget that experiences make for awesome gifts. A person may receive love through service so you can clean the dishes for them. Again, if you really take the time to understand somebody, it's going to become obvious to you what way that they receive love and then you can make that some form of gift. 7. A gift is a very powerful connector and looking at gifts or gift giving through this angle is a powerful way to look at gifts. For this reason, when you're getting a gift for somebody, one angle you can take is to look at the values that you share with this other person. For example, maybe you both love holistic health. Then a gift around holistic health is a really good idea. Or maybe let's say that the connecting element of your relationship is humor. That would be an appropriate friend to get a gag gift for. Or let's say that the both of you have the same interest, which is cooking. Giving the other person a cooking-related gift is a good idea because it creates connection. Eight. Okay, I'm going to tell you something that I never want you to forget. The point of a gift is to delight the person. That means you can only get somebody a practical gift if it delights the person. So many husbands have found this out the hard way when they get something like a vacuum cleaner for their wives because they heard their wife say that the household needs one. There might be a woman who's totally delighted by the gift of a vacuum cleaner, but that does not mean that all or even most women would be. Here's a better example. A child may need and want a backpack, but that does not mean they're going to be delighted by a backpack, so you don't go ahead and buy a child a backpack unless they would be delighted by the backpack. Okay, to reiterate, the point of a gift is to delight someone. No practical gifts unless that practical gift would delight someone. Nine, think about what they like or they need, not about what you would like or you would need. Also, think about what they would like and they would need, not about what you think they should like and need. It is true that sometimes thinking about what you would want or need if you were them gives you an accurate answer about what someone would actually love and benefit by. Doing this can cause people to have that experience of, oh my gosh, I didn't know how much I would love this, or I didn't even know I needed this. That can be fun sometimes, but it's also a very slippery slope. So many people when it comes to gift giving project themselves on other people, <laughs> and so many people give other people gifts that they want, actually. This does damage in relationships. It also causes you to seriously miss the mark of getting a good gift for somebody. And that sucks because when you get somebody a gift that they hate, you've actually just added a chore to them. The chore of trying to figure out who to give it to or where to get rid of it to. Remember that a person may love a color that you hate. They may value something you don't value at all. In order to get somebody a really good gift, you have to also understand your differences and respect and honor differences, not just similarities. 10. Be very, very careful getting somebody a gift that relates to something they're super interested in, or especially an expert about. 
you can only do this for somebody if you are 100% certain that that gift is going to be exactly what they need or want or is going to hit the mark instead of miss it. Now I know this item on this list may seem super counterintuitive. Wouldn't it seem obvious if this person is like a super Star Wars fan, I should get them something Star Wars related? Not so fast. Chances are they're way ahead of you when it comes to everything Star Wars, so you may give them something and they're like, wah, wah. Another example is, let's say that somebody's really into golf. The chances of you being able to know exactly what driver club they need is slim to nothing unless you are also obsessed with golf. So probably leave that one to the side unless you're 100% sure that it's going to hit the market instead of miss it. And get more creative about something else outside of that area of absolute obsession that you might get them. 11. If the thought and meaning inherent in a gift is not immediately obvious, always include a card with your gift explaining the meaning of that gift. When it comes to gifts, people love to say it's the thought that counts, and never has anyone said anything more true about gifts. Here's the problem. People love to say that when they got a crappy gift specifically because they didn't put any thought into it. For example, you can't simply re-gift a crappy candle and be like, it's the thought that counts, because it's the point. There was no thought there. Let's talk regifting, shall we? There's nothing inherently wrong with regifting. In fact, regifting is awesome only when the regifting is something that you know will delight someone. So let's say somebody gives you a present, and you're like, meh, but you're like, oh my gosh, I know somebody who would be obsessed with this. Then it's okay to regift. I can promise you, like literally promise you, that if you put thought into gift giving, you won't miss the mark. It's really hard to do. That being said, sometimes you gotta get somebody a gift where you don't know whether they're gonna automatically love whatever you gave them, but it has deep meaning. You have to include a card explaining that meaning. For example, I got a story about this one. This one time, a woman in my life gave me a snow globe. I didn't want a snow globe. I don't really like snow globes. I mean, they're really cool, but like, it's not like I have a collection or anything. And this wasn't even a cool snow globe. It was a pretty crap snow globe. It was just like two little stars kind of overlapping. And probably the most simple snow globe I've ever seen. So I unwrapped it and I was like, why did you give me this? That was my first thought, right? Now what she told me is that she has had this snow globe with her since she was a little girl. So what she told me is that she had this snow globe since she was a little girl. And she used to look at those two stars and feel really sad for herself because she felt like a, a lone star, this little lonely star out in the universe. Then, after meeting me, she felt like I was that second little star. So she decided to give me this childhood relic with that message or that intention that you are my other star. Just like that. That snow globe was my favorite thing that I owned. I put it on my dresser in my room and stared at it every single day. So just like that, the conveyed meaning behind a gift changed everything. Once you have found the perfect gift, don't forget that the way that that gift is presented can either add to the specialness and importance of the gift or take away from it. This means due honor to the gift by taking great care when it comes to how it is wrapped, concealed, and presented. You want to make it look beautiful and important. Never underestimate the joy of unwrapping something. Another way that you can enhance the specialness of a gift is to make the giving of it into an event. 
For example, send the person on a scavenger hunt for it, or bake it into a cake, or put it into a box within a box within a box. When it comes to gift giving, there is value in theatrics. I also need to mention that now that we've got the internet, gift love language people like myself have compiled lists upon lists upon examples upon examples of awesome gift ideas. Some of these ideas are truly epic. All you gotta do is dedicate the time and energy to looking them up. Just know that if you transform your resistance to giving gifts and you hone the skill of gift giving as a way of expressing your love, it can be one of the most fun and easy ways to express love. Have a good week.